We are, in fact, recording right now. Holy crap. As we speak. It's another episode of the Give Me Five podcast. Right, this is episode 182, Side A. And since this is a Side A episode, we're going to be talking about movies, pop culture, entertainment, news, books, music, Florida. You know, you know the drill by now. My name is Hardy McBigjock, and I'm joined by Dillberry Stinkshoot. Hi, hi. That's that definitely you. <laughs> And Lamb Blast Ringopole. Uh, that's Lamb to my closest friends, which are not you. Ouch. Lies. <laughs> Lies. I talked This to week, else we're going to talk about Shadow and Bone, the recent release of Mortal Kombat, and the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah! <clears throat> Quick reminder this is a review show. And there's probably going to be some spoilers, but we're going to try to avoid major twists. I don't feel like we're spoiling to be mean about it or rude. It just kind of happens because that's what we're talking about. So if you're talking about something that you haven't seen, if we're we're discussing something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, um, and you really want to and you don't want the spoilers, use your discretion. You can always come back to it later because whatever ends up on the internet will never, ever, ever go away. So... So, oh I god need to delete some things <laughs> too bad now. we're all in trouble <laughs> yeah you guys don't need to listen to episode nine out there <laughs> no idea what that episode is i'm just making it up uh I was this is more good. along the lines of episode 63 oh yeah Ooh. All of a sudden, we're going to get like a raisin. Like for some reason, hundred and so many more people listen to episode sixty-three out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, well, so has there been anything recent that has that has caught anybody's eye as far as uh, things we might need to look into? I think so. What do we got? Uh, well, this is going to be kind of a reverse uh, uh, spoiler situation here, where we're going to be talking about what leads up to this later. But they have announced Captain America 4 oh, out in the movie theaters. So are they con- – do we know? Are they continuing the timeline? Is it going to be an individual who we will discuss later as Captain America? Or is Chris Evans returning for another Captain America installment? Well, uh, there's no official details. However, Gosh. Anthony Mackie said that he was at the grocery store – <laughs> and someone held up their phone to him and said, yo, man, this real? And he said, like, uh, maybe. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a contract? <laughs> yeah. Well, the contract just says that he'll play in a certain number of movies. He doesn't really get to make too many decisions beyond that. No, no I mean, like, have you ever heard of the part of the contract where I can't say things? <laughs> well, yeah, true. Yeah, that, that part, yes, the, the, non, the non-disclosure. The non-disclosure. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, that's real. Basically, he says he really likes Anthony Mackie's. Like, I really like working for Marvel. They call you and they're like, "Come to LA. We're going to tell you what you're doing." And he said okay. he's excited. 
Excited to see what happens, but he really has not actually heard anything, but I'm going to assume that is going to be a continuation of what we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, Here's my thought. They have to go big on this movie because the show was big. Mm -hmm. And what's going to set it apart from something that we just saw? Is who... Is Chris Evans contracted for more? There are whispers. Chris Evans is kind of cool in general. He really never, he never really wanted to be superstar, big hero type person. He wanted to do just the fun pictures that he wanted to do. That's why you see him in stuff like uh, Knives Out. Uh, yeah, Knives Out. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. in that. Oh, he, right, gets, yeah. he he's basically a nerd that's just good looking and has abs well, I didn't know. Right. he was he was the one in not another teen movie right yeah 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 he just he that's wants like that early, early I, that's yeah. that's one of my favorite spoofs i have to say i that's love that movie mm-hmm. is that the one that had the uh the pubic hair gag with the weed whacker was that scary movie that might have been scary movie uh not another teen movie was the one that did the um the whipped cream bikini on the guy with the banana oh, yeah. in the butt yeah. That was him, wasn't it? That was that was Chris. Yeah, that, that was Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah, he, like he'll he'll he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's like a smaller John Cena when it comes to that. And so, I and I love um, there are whispers the by the way. Just back <laughs> the losers. Yeah, there there are whispers that he might come back as Captain America, but I don't take my word on that. I don't know. How weird would it be for him to come back as as uh, Johnny Storm? If he's still contracted for more oh, and Marvel just got Fantastic Four back. Yeah. And he was really good, kind of by the way. Just quick thing. I, th- I, th- he was, I thought he was a really good Johnny Storm. He did a good job. Like he, he was really it, the best part of that movie. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the only good part of that movie. But Well, Jessica Alba. Is that the one with Jessica Alba? Uh, yeah. It, it, it is, in fact, the one with Jessica yeah. Alba. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was that one. It was She was in the other... The problem is the best possible case for a Fantastic Four movie is The Incredibles. Uh, you know they, they're going to have to find a good way to do, handle that. But uh, either way, the Falcon Winter Soldier did, of course, reveal some things, and then they almost immediately announced Captain America Four. So I'm assuming that that is connected, and uh, it'll be fun. And and uh, well, that's all I'll say for now. We'll, we have other stuff to talk about later. So that's what I got. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get any more Incredibles. Mm. That would suck. That was a good one. Or a good two. Yes. So what do you got, Rob? You just you just made us watch a shit ton of trailers before we started I did. recording here. I, I saw that there were a couple of... Uh... A uh, couple of movies because because I'm currently watching a series on Netflix. But when I clicked on the Netflix, you know that's how you find a lot of those those new good ones that are coming out. You know they've got the big advertisements across the the front page, and I saw a couple that I was like, ooh, I might want to check that out. And I had I had you guys watch the trailers for it. Uh, the first one here that I've got here is Things Heard and Seen, and I know Omar's new to the podcast, but it seemed like something that was really kind of right up our alley. It's another one of those um, psychological thriller slash maybe supernatural haunting type things. Yeah, some psychological horror, some dark, some gothic stuff. Not not so much blood and gore, although we don't mind that either. Right. But a lot of those things with, you know, stuff hanging out in the background of shots, which freaks me out. 
Yeah. I think that's the I think those shots are far more effective than any of the other gore or nonsense. Like it's that thing Absolutely. In the background. That's that just oh man. Uh I'll say one yeah. thing about the trailer. Radio. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like up. Yeah, it gave me the chills, and yeah. it was—it was just a little thing. It really wasn't anything that was like that. It wasn't like a jump scare or anything. Nope. But there's there's really something to be said for the correct placement of certain sounds in horror movies. Um, they don't. Yeah. Well, they don't need to make you jump. They just need to be appropriate to give you that. And the best way that I can describe it is if you've ever seen a trailer or um, a movie where they insert that. Imagine if you will, walking through like a, a amusement park or something. And you've got this sound clip of an, of an animatronic clown laughing that is slowly like dying. The. I have a, a, one of those things that helps you fall asleep at night. Mm -hmm. Like, makes wave sounds it just makes the sound of a slowly dying animatronic clown to put me to sleep nice. nicely nice excellent <laughs> yeah. but there but there's a lot to be said for, I for constantly wet myself in my sleep now <laughs> <laughs> for making correct sounds my favorite i think my my best one we should probably talk about this someday is the um the sound of the camera flash like recharging in the texas chainsaw massacre oh yeah. that's a good one Mm -hmm. that like punctuates each scene and you're like oh something not good happened here if they're taking or, that many mini pictures or a child's laughter <laughs> at a certain point in a horror movie that, yes, that nothing is more soothing so, uh, that reminds me of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and like mm -hmm. yeah. every now and then there would be a scene with like the kids in the background skipping rope and like kids laughing but it's like in slow motion almost like it's creepy as hell or even the or even the slow played big band music from like the twenties, playing as like shiny. a soundtrack in the background. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. but like played slowly, like almost like an mm -hmm. echo. Right. Oh man. Oh man. I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that one. I will definitely check it out. That one actually, I believe, is due out either to uh, the 29th or the 30th. We've got we've got a couple that are coming out in the next two days. All of these three that come was, out in the next. That one was called uh, what was it? Uh, Things heard seen. and seen. There I'll go. only watch that if one of you was holding me the whole time. Oh yeah, <laughs> not me, not it. <laughs> well, that the, didn't go the as next plain. one. The next one is kind of like an anime style um, cartoon uh, involving a involving a black samurai. It's called Yasuke. Um, a a fearsome warrior retires, and when the village that he's living in is threatened, he's essentially called out of retirement, and he fights for the people that he lives with. So it it looks like it could be a decent story. I don't know that I'm sold. Some of some of the voice acting look or sounds kind of out of place, um, but I'll I'll watch it and and check it out and see see what I think when I when that releases. But after viewing all of these trailers, the one that I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, uh, before we jump to the next one, uh -huh. there was a book about a black, like a real black samurai who basically ended up in, I guess, Japan. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to read it. And I picked it up at the bookstore, like literally picked it up, not, not bought it. 
And it was very, it was a type of book that was very like, here's a date and here's what happened. And here's a date and here's what happened. And I, was like, oh, oh, that's not, I hate that's those. Not, like I wanted the story. Um, it was, it seemed very dry, but I know it was optioned for a movie. Hmm, I'm wondering cool. if this is what it was optioned for and if they t- decided not to do it as a live action. And hmm. I'm trying to do the research here mm-hmm. um, because I would much rather see this as a live action historical type movie. Yeah. It has all the makings of a great story. Yeah. And, and there's really something to be said for an author or screenwriter who can take a historical story, have it be accurate and turn it into a movie that you want to watch or turn it into a story that you want to read. One of the ones that jumps right to my head. um, I, I love historical stories that are told as a story and not presented as a, like a documentary or a, here's this and here's this and you know, blah, 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 blah. And one of my favorite examples of that is, um, I can't remember the author. I think it's Robinson. Um, I want to say John Robinson or David Robinson, but the book is called dungeon fire and sword. And it's, it's basically a history of the Knights Templar during the crusades. Wow. And it's told, as a story, which I absolutely love. That's why I like all those Eric Larson books. Mm-hmm. The uh, the reason why it is not a live action picture, it was supposed to. It was announced in May 2019 that they were going to do a live action picture starring Chadwick Boseman. Oh. oh. Uh, but when he passed away, MGM has canceled the project because he was very closely tied into the creation of the project. He was working on the script. He was doing stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, so. man. That would have been amazing. It really would have. Oh, and God. I'm very sad we don't oh, get wow. to see that. Okay. Well, there's quite, if you look at the Wikipedia page for Yasuke, Yasuke, mm-hmm. is that right? There's yes. quite the, yep. uh, <laughs> there's quite the image of two uh, samurai sumo wrestlers fighting. And one of them looks like they're giving the other one a a giant wedgie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that that's a thing I just had to see. Now you all know about it. Nice. Yeah. But moving on to the to the third and final one that I came across, I after seeing the trailers, I am the most excited about this one. It's a it's a family movie. It's a cartoon. It's called Mitchell's versus the Machines, and it's about a family during a robot holocaust. So the robots take over, they start capturing all the humans, and this family, the Mitchells, is basically fighting the robots. And it looks hilarious. I think when we watched the trailer, we all laughed at different parts at least two or three times each. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we uh, laughed typical, at a lot of the same parts, too. Yeah, typical family thing. You know, the family is like, well, maybe we shouldn't try to play around with our phones at dinner time. And they kind of look at, they're kind of quietly looking at each other. That Ten kind of thing. seconds of uninterrupted eye contact. <laughs> yeah. And they're not, they're not the family, it appears, that you would want to have fighting the robots. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. But, what would but, a functional family do? <laughs> but it was good. It was really, really clever. There was some really, really, just in the trailer alone, there was some cool, clever stuff in there that, that really got my attention. And you're right. We all did laugh at some points. And, um, I mean, this is something Let's I would I would see in the theater. Me. I haven't been to movie theater, and I mean, forget the pandemic, but like even before that, I haven't been in a long time. I think the last time was Justice League when I watched when I 
and you yeah. never wanted to go back and, to a movie theater again. <laughs> yeah, no joke. And Greg, you nailed it right on the head. I mean, after watching the trailer, this is totally something that I would go to a theater and see. Totally. Yeah. Looks great. It's one of those. So usually for me, because cost with family and, and or babysitter, whatever, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tent pole movie, like a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie, or some sort of animated family film that, that the addition of an audience is going to make the jokes hit better. Right. For me. Oh, that's a good way to put it. I never thought of it that way. But uh, this is actually, you know, since it's going to be on Netflix, this is definitely one of those things for on the, the parenting side where I'm going to let my kids see the trailer and be like, if you don't screw up for the rest of the week, we could watch this this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> ah, parenting. Yes. <clears throat> Speaking of, he just walked in behind me. Okay. So, excellent. I think that takes us uh, through this week's entertainment news. But anything else that we might have to talk about? We might have to blow through? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything we need to wash up upon? I think there is, but I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm not going to talk about that one. Oh, Rob found something different. <laughs> So there's something more Florida man than one point that what is it one point five million dollars in cocaine just randomly laying on the beach? Yeah, because a Florida man wouldn't turn that in. If that were a Florida man story, he would have picked it up, he would have sold it, and got caught while wrestling an alligator with it in his underwear. <laughs> no, it would have been it would have been like scar it would have been Scarface, but like in suburbia. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, and the, by the way, not the first time this has happened. And <laughs> I've heard I've heard this story m- many many times as uh, true, growing true. up in South Florida. True. Okay. So throw your curveball, Rob. So this week's WTF: Florida man accused of smuggling drugs into jail. How you ask? Oh no! It's gonna be his butt. No. Gonna be my butt. I mean, <laughs> someone else's butt. Ask me how. How, Rob? Inside oh, no. his prosthetic leg. <laughs> that's kind of clever. Okay. All right. He 37-year-old Keith Adams of Largo is facing three felony charges. They caught him with Xanax and fentanyl while booking him into the Pinellas County Jail. Wait, 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 wait. He was he arrested was... on Saturday. Okay, what? there it is. He was arrested on Saturday during a traffic stop when they when they caught him sitting atop a pipe that tested positive for cocaine residue. So he was he he, he was hiding oh, okay. drug paraphernalia underneath him during a traffic stop. Hmm. And he was specifically asked before transport if anything was concealed in his leg. And he was warned that bringing it to jail would be an additional charge. And so when they brought him to jail, they found it. But honestly, I think that's I think that's a trick because if he'd have given it up, then it would have still been an additional charge, wouldn't it? Probably. What I yeah. think is interesting is when they said that to him, his thought process was, well, they already said it to me and I already said no. So what are the chances they're going to check? Zero, right? Like. They're oh, hell no. They're definitely checking that shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what he thought. He was like, God damn, I can't believe I got away scot-free. I'm horribly I incompetent. Told you there was nothing there. Why didn't you believe me? <laughs> the act of asking 
that's enough. That's all they. That's all they're gonna do. It's like no. As the, oh, as the glass Adams, as the glass crack pipe falls from his clenched butt cheeks outside of the car. <laughs> what do you believe me? What do you believe me? Crash. <laughs> and seven so. years bad luck. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <Excuse me. laughs> Was that oh, you? That's so funny. <laughs> Who put that in my butt? <laughs> That was my cousin's butt. I didn't realize that. Was uh, so that is Mr. Keith Adams. He is this week's Welcome <laughs> to Florida. Oh, delicious. <laughs> okay. Let's, so uh, how can these lovely people talk with us about this kind of stupid shit, Greg? Well, speaking of stupid shit, quite the, quite the interesting well, conversation going I don't, on in the I don't, chat room. I don't know that that was a great lead in. <laughs> Speaking of stupid shit, it had a lot no, of people. <laughs> people love stupid shit. Have you ever seen the ratings for the Kardashians? Oh my! Well God. played. Yeah, fair enough. Stupid shit. Continue, flies. sir. Who's more famous, the Kardashians or like I don't know who's who's? A, I can't even think of anyone smart right now. Nikola Tesla. Well, he's he's fairly popular now. Was, Warren was Buffett. Good. I bet you you walk up. There, to yeah, any, there we go. Any random person, you go, what's the Tesla named after? They're going to go, isn't that a car? <laughs> Seminal 80s rock band. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be impressive if they knew that. Yeah. Signs, signs everywhere. It's signs. impressive that Rob knows that. That I was that is very impressive. Wow. Was... I'm gonna throw my underwear at you. <laughs> oh yeah. In, in, in a good way. And he's gonna throw uh, a rock at you. Please 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 throw the clean ones. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, uh so this type of conversation and much more can be had if you join us in our Discord chat. And what, what does that mean? Well, that means that we have a Patreon, which means you guys can support the show. Just a $5 donation to the show. You help us stay on the air. You help us have server space. You have, help us do a bunch of other cool stuff uh, that for you guys, not just us. We're not like taking the money and running to like the Bahamas or anything uh, yet. But anyway, what you guys get is to access our uh, Patreon, our Discord, Discord chat room, where you can argue with Rob about the proper pronunciation of GIF. Or GIF. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quite a bit of conversation about that last night, uh, as well as... <laughs> learning, all I did was put the question out there. There was, I know, there was yeah, way Omar, more conversation uh, Omar, about that than I expected. Omar threw the, threw the uh, Molotov cocktail into the room and ran away. We didn't hear from him. He just asked the question and then, and then stopped gone. as everyone argued. He uh, mic dropped you know, and walked out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, new movies, you know, just random other pop culture things. Uh, we just have fun in there. It's, you know, it's a fun little place to be, as well as access to extra episodes and a bunch of other things. On your birthday, you get a top five list about you. But that's all I have to say about that. If you are interested, patreon.com slash give me five podcasts. There are different levels. And you can check out those for yourself. Thank you to all of our patrons. You lovely, lovely people. Lovely, lovely people. Okay. Let's let we uh, get into our the three. meat and potatoes. Let's get into the meat and potatoes here. We I think should talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier first, because we're closing out all right. that series, or at least the season, maybe the series, not sure. Uh what did you think of the series? It had to follow up WandaVision. It it did. Um, I I want to say that I liked WandaVision better, but I did I did very much enjoy the season. I I was very much engrossed in it. Um, 
Jen kind of lost interest partway through. Um, I think now that it's done, she's trying to go back and, and watch, watch the rest of it so that she can be caught up, so to speak. Um, I, why are you showing me your sausage? Oh, I'm typing. I'm typing and I needed, (laughs) (laughs) I'm typing and I had to angle the laptop light down so I could see the the keys. And, and now you're seeing my, my sausage. (laughs) <laughs> he's he's actually eating sausage right now. <laughs> and there's not the as we speak, but it's it's here. It's in front of me. My sausage. There's is the episode title. Why are you showing me your sausage? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you oh saying you don't God. want to see it? Because right. I don't understand. Um. So I really enjoyed the show. <laughs> um. I. Like I said, I, I think I liked WandaVision better, but I liked where they took this one. Um, I I mean, I want to make a comment, but I don't want to be that guy. But um, I I could not wait to see... Or, or, am I allowed to spoil? Or spoiler warning? Yeah. Okay. I could not wait to see the Falcon in his Captain America suit. It's a great design costume design. I was I was super excited about it and I was stoked when he finally picked up the shield. I am I was like, "Thank you Jesus. I've been waiting for this for the whole freaking series." Come on, Falcon, get it together. So that costume was actually designed in 2014. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a new thing. And when it first came out, I was like, "I this costume is freaking awesome." Just the design, the lines of like the white that goes down the side of the head, like down to the wings. It just looks, it looks so good. Did it appear in any of the movies? Uh, no, okay. it's brand, a brand new costume. Okay. It looks, it looks perfect to the, the comic, yeah. which is, I mean, they do a pretty good job in general, but for the most part, it, it looks look perfect. I, I love the look of it. I like the look so much that I'm considering buying the figure. Yeah, I did buy the figure. Actually. I know you did. <laughs> I don't know that I will buy all seven figures just to get the wings, but I might buy it just to get the the costume design. Yeah. The uh, so there was that. This hit home very well for me. Um, I actually liked it better than WandaVision because mm-hmm. when I started reading comics, U.S. Agent was a thing. It was just starting. Gotcha. And ca- you know, I knew who Captain America was from cartoons and toys and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I started reading comics, Captain America wasn't a thing. This was in the 80s. So it's very confusing when you're a kid and you kind of are like, oh, Captain Ro- Captain America, Steve Rogers. And then you uh, sign in and it's like this different dude. And he's wearing like a black version of the Captain America costume. Um, so there's no, you know, no blue in the costume. It's black. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And he's like very violent. And you're like, what's going on here? And they really nailed that character. Like, I know people found him grating and irritating. Mm-hmm. But at around that same time, comics took a very dark turn. And he was the darker side of Captain America. And, uh, you know, the the Punisher version of Captain America. The the Dark Knight right. Returns. All that. The, right. You know, and now, it's interesting that mm-hmm. people find that grating now when that's what everything was doing back then. Right. The, you know, 86, 87. And better. and you and I actually had a fairly interesting conversation about about his personality and 
and you know what what had affected him and everything. Um, and for for those who don't know, another spoiler alert: a U.S. agent gets his hands on some super serum and actually becomes a super soldier like Captain America or like the Flag Smashers that they were fighting. Um, and they talked about it several times um, during the run of the of the series of this of this season, in that him and Lamar talked back and forth about, you know, well, what do you think it would be like to take the serum? Would you take the serum if you had the opportunity? Um, do you think it changes you or do you think it, you know, just it basically <laughs> and every time I heard this conversation, the, the intensifies who you are. Um, I, I think of, and I know, I know it's not, I know it's not popular anymore to talk about Bill Cosby, but I think about the Bill Cosby himself routine where he talks about doing cocaine and how cocaine intensifies your personality. And his response to that was, well, but what if you're an asshole? So if, if it intensifies your personality and you're an asshole, then it's absolutely horrible. Um, but Greg had thought that, that the serum was what was kind of causing his like, because you could see him like spiral as the show progressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Greg was thinking, and you were saying that it was, it was a result of the serum. You saw the last episode though, because they were hinting at it where he was kind of shaking off the effects. Yeah. Yeah. But trying to fight the effects at least. But you saw his spiral begin well before he actually got his hands on the serum. So you knew he was a bit unstable beforehand. And I think that's what they were hinting at with the serum. When he takes the serum, he's already unstable. So it actually amplifies that and makes him more unstable. Because you can see see that he's not really built to deal with all of the trials and tribulations that Steve Rogers, you know, just strode through without, without anything sticking to him. Steve Rogers was the ultimate boy scout and the ultimate, um, ultimate goody, goody two shoes, Captain America. But he did it in such a way that, you know, people loved him for it and didn't like despise him for being, you know, who he was. He stood up for what he believed was right and all of that stuff. And this guy taking on the shield of Captain America and I, I told Greg when I saw it, when he when he killed the guy with his shield, my my response to that was, you are no Captain America, sir. And then they, of course, focused the camera on the blood smattered on the bottom of the shield. Right. I was like, you are no Captain America. You're not my <laughs> Captain. Hashtag not my Captain America. <laughs> and so, I'm all like, hashtag kind of my Captain America. Yeah. And and I, I actually loved what they did with it. And I loved that they that they actually got uh, Falcon to pick up the mantle. But I mean, like with, with, with the, with him killing that guy, I mean, he's just a different person. I mean, he's not the same, right? I mean, he's not, he's not the original Captain America. He's a different guy. He's got his own. Well, yeah, it's, I think it's the, you know, using the shield as a shield. Uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, the one we know of. And uh, I keep on forgetting his name, but, um, it was, it's, uh, what's his name? The new Captain America Walker is the character's name. It's what's his face his son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, Kurt Douglas Wyatt and, yeah. Wyatt Russell. There we go. Uh, you can't Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, not Kurt Douglas. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's using the shield as a shield versus using it as a bludgeoning tool. And that's, that's what the creator of this. And I'm going to say it's Mark Gruenwald, I think was the mm-hmm. creator of this in the eighties. Uh, he, created the character by by saying look we want we want to 
focus on the patriotism in the middle, but flip everything else 180 degrees, you know, two different ways of approaching a problem. And that's how he created the character. Right. Uh, the character, I think they nailed it with that. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, in, and in the comics there are, you know, he does have a bit of a redemption and he never goes full evil in this. He goes full violent, just not full evil, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, I really like the way they handled it. I, I think they kind of walked that line and then pulled it back, like right at the last second, just so he wasn't like super evil. Yeah, but you could definitely see where he was coming from, and you could sympathize with him a little bit. But like I said, it, I yeah, not my cap. Emphy's nest was was pretty decent as a villain. You're kind of like, who's this freckle girl that's going to mm-hmm. be like this ultimate? Like, how is she going to be a villain? Um, she held her own. She did. I, and it's, it's nothing. It's, it's not her fault. It was the way it was written. I didn't like towards the end, her motivations. And I mean, even, even the people who were around her were like, uh, really? That's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when she's, when she, decided, when she pretty oh, much was- became unhinged, I mean, when she started becoming unhinged and I, I, I didn't really see a whole lot as far as the the causation factors when when everyone around you was going, yo, that's not that's not what we do. That what what are what are you doing? That's not what we do. And she's the only one going, no, we have to kill everybody. And it's like, (laughs) oh, what? No, back up a second. So I I I didn't like the jump to them. I, I would have liked to have seen them push that a little bit more before she actually took that step. Mm-hmm. But it, it seemed like they were running out of time and they were just pushing They They had her, it seemed like they had her become more impatient and just do it because she was impatient as opposed to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and the other thing, just uh, as an aside, the um, winter soldier was always a weird character for me. Cause I'm never a big fan of, taking a character who is who's dead and their death has caused another character to act a certain way, like when Stacy uh, or Captain America and Bucky, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Winter Soldier was dead forever and didn't come back until the nineties. So he was dead for 40 years. Mm-hmm. So like, I was never the world's biggest fan of that character. And especially like you see all these characters, like Iron Man, full suit of armor, uh, Captain America, super soldier serum and whatever. And then like, yeah, I guess Bucky has like a kind of a super soldier serum, but like robot arm. Like how does that hold up <laughs> to everything else? Like, it seems so like asymmetrical uh, to me. It's a weird thing to say, I know, but. Well, it's vibranium and Bucky is actually a super soldier. He has yeah, the he serum. Does, he, does, he does have the, the Russian version of the serum. <clears throat> yeah. It's super soldier borscht. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But um, that, that he, sounds like a porn. <laughs> Super soldier borscht. It's a gulag's you, gone wild. Gula. <laughs> you will have my super soldiers. Uh, anyway, yeah, I he really grew on me throughout the Marvel universe. Like it was one of those like, are they really gonna? You know, when they were first starting, I'm like, is this the character they're really gonna pull out of the Marvel universe? Like. They're going to really go Winter Soldier this early, and he's grown on me throughout the years. Um, partially because Sebastian Stan is a fantastic actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, but and the 
the way he uses the way they've used the character has been great. So I've been quite the fan of that. And that being so. said, I think Anthony Mackie's done a great job. I haven't liked Anthony Mackie, Mackie in everything he's been in, but I've really liked him as Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's perfect. He's he's great as Falcon. <laughs> I still, every time I see Anthony Mackie, I don't believe this, but one of my students has said he's the he has the most punchable face ever. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I I always remember the um, the celebrities reading mean tweets about themselves with Anthony Mackie. What, what did he say? Do you remember? Anthony, Anthony Mackie is just mad because he looks like an aardvark. What? The- <laughs> it's like what? what? <laughs> he does. That's so weird. What's uh, with all the Anthony Mackie hate? Like that's that's, that's, that's no. Weird. I love him. I think he's great. He's he gets it. He's cool. Yeah, he's great. Rock on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, now I believe it's time for Shadow and Bone, Rob. Bone me. Wait, no. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> about Shadow and Bone. <laughs> and I'm going to speak for the the listeners out there uh, because I don't want to be spoiled on this one. So I will try and keep it. I, I'm only on episode two, but I'm trying to catch up so that I can be part am, of this conversation. I have made it almost all the way through the entire the entire show. I'm on the last episode. I haven't watched it yet. It's it's really kind of interesting and also very saddening where they took it. And I'm like, Oh no, stop. Oh my God. Um, Shadow and Bone was actually released on Netflix on April 23rd. It stars Jesse May Lee, Archie Renault, Freddie Carter, Ben Barnes, Amita Suman and Simon Sears. And the synopsis is, Dark forces conspire against orphan mapmaker Alina Starkov when she unleashes an extraordinary power that could change the fate of her war-torn world. Now, my initial thoughts when I first like looked at the at the very first episode were, oh, it's a Russian kind of thing. That's cool. And then also as I got further into it, I'm like, oh, it's kind of steampunk, but without the mechanical stuff. Because it's got that it's got that Victorian and really like gritty look to it that you get from the you know like the 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 smoke covered kind of just grimy and and gritty look that you would expect from a steampunk thing. It just doesn't have the the steampunk stuff in it. It doesn't have like the engines and all of that stuff. Right. Or the children children covered in coal smoke. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, yeah. So, but I. I've actually very much enjoyed it. Jen has gotten way into it and she's like, I need to watch the next episode. Hurry up and record. So not her voice, by the way, was not her voice, but she, uh, she's really into it. And we've got one episode left. I'm going to have to knock that out after we finish this, this recording tonight, but I'm, I'm way into it. I'm really enjoying this, this series. Greg, what are you thinking so far? I'm on episode two. So my, okay. My initial thoughts Mm -hmm. was like, Oh boy, do I really want to get involved in another fantasy series? There are so many that I was even trying to think of some of them. You know, there's the one with the try let's see, the one with the fairy creatures and the balloons and Winks. stuff. Yep. Yep. There's uh well, the expanse, which is sci fi, not really fantasy. That's um weird, there was what are some Carnival of the other ones we watch? Which one? Carnival yeah. Row. Yeah, Carnival Row was a big one. There's there's been a lot recently. 
Um, and then there's also just kind of the other ones that are from – you start watching it, and then you realize, oh, this is from a young adult book. Mm-hmm. And then the vampire – And honestly, and this really is true. It is. It is. But they they still edit it in the way that it's not because you can still see violence. They just edit it quick. So like mm-hmm. someone gets their head cut off, they have like two or three frames where you see it happen. But it's fast enough to where it still is PG or not PG-13. But like TV fourteen or whatever they call it. Oh, there's um, there's more later. More later, excellent. Mm-hmm. So when you said it was good, I, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I can put aside my desire to not watch that uh, that type of thing. And then, of course, it also, as you said, it has like kind of a Russian thing to it. And I was like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fantasy. And Omar, you'll know this, where there's a lot of fantasy that they base character representations on different cultures. Yeah, you know, like obviously Lord of the Rings did right. it. Um, Harry Potter, the Ho- like the Hobbit. Yeah, Harry Potter does it. Like Harry Potter uh, uh, in Lord of the Rings, it was what the British were supposed to be the Hobbits, right? Yeah, like the Shire was like the English countryside, basically. Yeah, and then was, was the Gon was Gondor Americans? Uh, yes, I yeah, believe probably. so. Like the ones that didn't want to didn't want to help until they had to. Yeah. <laughs> The elves, and, and I think the elves were the the, the French. No, I think they were. I thought they were like the Swedish or the the Swiss. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they're they tried to be. I mean, there's neutral. Who were the dwarves? <laughs> I don't remember who the dwarves. There's like so many think pieces on this stuff. There's but, a lot. Well, yeah. and it doesn't help that uh, J. Uh, Tolkien was, you know, in World War One. Yeah, so he's he's steeped in it. Of course, the uh, the orcs the, are the Germans. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, um, the uh, so I was like, do I really want to get involved in this? And then I'll tell you right now, I was I had an early day the next day when I was going to watch it. I'm like, I watched 30 minutes of it, and I got sucked in, and you know, was didn't look at my phone once. I just went straight through it. And the next night when I was about ready to go to bed, it was last night, I was like, I want to watch the next one. You know, it was not even a hesitation. So it was really good. It has interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I really like the idea of the fold, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you really explained it too much, but this like. No, I didn't really get into it. So there's this like rift that's called the, it's called the fold. And it's like mm-hmm. in the middle of the map. There's a lot of cartography references, which is kind of a weird way to go here, but there's like a group of, of women that are like drawing the maps of this world. And there's this thing called the fold. That's right in the middle of the map that you can't go through easily. Uh, Cause there's in fact, most people who do die. Yeah. There's monsters in there. There's in fact, when they're going through, they're like trying to find these, uh, these waypoints and the waypoints uh, appear to be destroyed ships to get through. And mm-hmm. when they see this one, like completely eviscerated ship is like, Oh, great. How many more are there are there? And he's like 32. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And the fold is apparently, and they might explain this more later, they a dark magic spell. Yeah. So really cool. The acting is good. The character. I like I like the interplay, but at least the first two episodes between the the two lead characters. Um, Mal like and Elena. Fact, yeah, because like you can tell that they've been friends for a long time right off mm-hmm. the bat. Like right. when they first see each other, when they... And it's kind of you know, this just really good, sweet friendship. And I, I very, like that was and the you thing can, that pulled, and you can the, tell, that pulled me in. 
you can tell very quickly that it is a good, sweet friendship that has turned into more. Yeah. They just don't realize it yet. Yeah. And it's that kind of stuff. It's very well acted and it's not told. It's, you can just see it. Like the, those mm-hmm. two care. I know like Rob was, when we were here, you were here the other day and you were talking about, uh, 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 Grimm and how the two leads didn't have any chemistry together. Right. And it was a good show. And, it was, and it was weird. Well, and it was weird because they were actually dating in real life. Oh, that yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah B- Bitsy Tulloch and uh, and the guy who played Nick were dating in real life. But Nick and Adeline had much better chemistry than than uh, than those the other two. Yeah, and these two have chemistry in Spades in this in this show, mm-hmm. which I which yeah. I like. So, um, you know, I will probably I will watch episode three tonight, and then I will keep going, and I will have it done by the weekend yeah uh, that's shadow and bones on netflix uh, i think if you if you like interesting fantasy and it's not too intense if you have younger kids around at least 11 12 year old older i think it's uh something you can watch jen, jen called it a steampunk harry potter i actually like the um i forget what they call the witches but grisha like, yeah i really like the way they should throw their weapons or their spells or whatever they want to call them mm-hmm. it looks it looks well done yeah and now it's time for <laughs> what is it time for greg that you have to scream it mortal Kombat. welcome to the 90s yes updated right this is the new Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, I know you've been busy, Omar. Have you had a chance to watch? Okay, this? so here's the thing. I was ready to go. That sounds like a no. It, it, it is a no, and here's <laughs> why. I have um, I have HBO through um, Amazon. I don't have HBO Max, and I have not had any issues finding anything that I've wanted on HBO. But but it's not it's not on uh, the H. It's not it's not on my HBO, like the one through Amazon. I, it's not, it's not available when I go in. Well, you should call up a representative and pull out their spine. <laughs> Finish him. No, I'm like, it's very frustrating. Cause I really, really wanted to see it. Like I was, I was set. Like I was ready to go. I had my <clears throat> beverages. I had uh snacks. <laughs> like I was ready. I was. In- Why did you clear your throat when you said beverages? Well, cause they're not, like we would disapprove. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you got, you know, that's how I do things. So, so Mortal Kombat came out April twenty third, two thousand twenty one. It was available in the theaters and on HBO Max, as we said. Uh, it did very well in the theaters. It, uh, I mean, I mean, it it's it's a weird era right now, but it made about twenty three million dollars, as well as all the people viewing. Um, it did very well in general. I mean, it's what everyone was talking about: love it or hate it. Um, we'll sure we'll talk about the hate it eventually. Uh, it was directed by Simon McQuoid. McQuoid. This he was actually a first-time feature-length film director. He has done really? one. He was a producer, but he has done one short. I was when you click on when I clicked on the name and saw that I was like on IMDb. I was like, and what else? Because it was not a for a movie this big. Psh, how the hell do you do that? You That's know, like, how do you? Yeah. With all the special effects and everything, man, it was it was impressive. Uh, starring, so I'm going to be for all you Mortal Kombat people out here. 
Uh, Louis Tan played Cole. Not name. You're gonna be like who? Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Jessica McNamee played Sonia. Josh Lawson played Kano. Joe Taslim played Bihan or Bihan, Bihan. also known also known as Sub Zero. Mekad Brooks was Jax. Chin Han was Shang Tsung. Hiroyuki Sonata was Hanzo Hasashi, also known as Scorpion. Rob, give me, give me a Scorpion. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> that that's why what we have to do. That's what we have to do since we don't have our little sound effect machine at the moment. Well, we got Rob, so that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, synopsis. MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Really not the best synopsis, to be honest. Again. Well, but again, it's 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 pretty accurate. <laughs> and and we were talking about this earlier. The uh, people who are complaining about uh, plots on movies like this. It's like, yes. well, I mean, what did, what did you expect? I mean, this isn't Citizen Kane. Thank uh, you. Come on now. Okay. Here's the deal. People need to go into movies with a realistic expectation of what they're watching. I've heard people complain, Transformers wasn't good. It didn't have any story. It's Transformers. It's robots that turn into cars and stuff, and then they fight. What were you expecting? Yeah, but but the difference is, is there's already a decent story that's been set up with Transformers, and they effed it up. That's fair. But the but the but the basic idea, my basic point is, you can't go into Godzilla and complain that there's no plot come on, because exactly. the plot is. Thank you. Godzilla destroying a city. That's, that's, that's what you go to a Godzilla movie for. Right. And if you go in expecting anything else, well, you're just dumb. Exactly. If I go to like a so, Scorsese movie, that's a whole other thing. But it, when I like with Transformers, I wanted to see a hot chick. Check. I wanted to see robots fighting. Check. And a lots of explosions. Okay, I got everything. And I explosion. Wanted. Done. So uh, here's here's what I I think there, there needs to be a way to make like a, a rubric like a mental rubric <laughs> this is a this is educational stuff sorry rob uh, i where... i deal with rubrics rubrics all the time they're in my my courses oh, there, there you go. go okay so like what you want when you like action movie the thing that's most important is the action okay so when you that can take a you know if it's got great action it could take a bad movie to be like a b plus you know bad plot great action it can still be like a b plus the problem is when the plot that they throw in there takes you takes away from the action because like like you use Transformers and some I mean don't get me wrong I've seen all of the Transformers movies and I think I own all of them as well but I don't own them because I care about fucking what Wiki make Dingleberry face <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I I care about it because it's fucking car driving down the street to a Lincoln Park song that turns into a robot that's awesome uh, yeah. Um, but so when I heard people being like, well, Mortal Kombat, that didn't have a plot. I don't care. Honestly, if it was just an hour, two hours of them going through a, a tournament of people fighting and it looking good. I'm okay. Done. Yeah. Successful. Movie. Now, now I will say that there are definitely times where they can interject stuff or make the plot so bad that it takes you out of the movie. And you're like, okay, what? What what are you? Yeah, doing that's right fair. Now? Yeah, of course, that is very fair. So we, and by we I mean uh, me and Rob, because Omar lives far away. Uh, 
we actually did a double feature that evening. We watched the original Mortal Kombat um, from 1995 or 96 Five. and 95 and then the new one. And it was jarring just how bad the original was. And I remember kind of liking that movie back in the day. It's a very 90s. I remember style. not really liking it back in the day. It wasn't. I, I did liked not view it. it as a good movie back in the day. I liked it not because it was a good movie. I liked it because it had a good soundtrack. Well, that's fair. And I like that. It did have a good soundtrack. Yeah. It had, it introduced me to, I believe, Fear Factory. Fear Factory. If I remember correctly. I think so. I might Mm. be wrong. Interesting. Or there was like, or some, there was some band with the name Machine Gun in it. I think. I don't know. I can't find that soundtrack anywhere, like on Apple Music, because it's all the new one. Um, and I try to, I try to only try to find it while I'm like at a light while driving (laughs) so that I'm not like, you know, searching through Apple music and crashing. So I haven't really looked hard, but anyway, um, definitely significantly better than the original. If you guys are wondering, uh, it's pretty pretty obvious without question better than the original. Um, the, there are a lot of connections to the video game. Sometimes video game movies go too far where they're like wink wink, you know, like the Doom movie where they had like a first person shooter part of the movie and end scene. Yeah. This I think had some connections to the video game, a lot of quotes, you know, like fatality and uh, flawless victory, which by the way, they get wrong in the original movie and they get it right in this one. Um, Because the original one, he takes hits and then says flawless victory, which would have been incorrect. Yeah. I'm like, no, that that wasn't flawless. Yeah. But in this one, they get it right. And it's weird because it's those little quotes that like, there's something about them that you walk into a busy arcade, you know, for for me, Don Carter's bowling alley. Absolutely. And cutting through the din of the bowling, like you can hear it. Like I can hear the balls getting thrown the, the hit, hitting the lane and going i could hear all of the the, the, the arc- exploding yeah all of the arcade games the people playing pool and all that stuff but cutting through all of that you'll hear the mortal Kombat theme or Floyd. yep and it's just like i could smell the smoke when i heard those noises and it's just so weird like there must have been something with the way they edited that music in that it like it was at a frequency that was going to cut through all of that. So you knew they had Mortal Kombat. Uh, you knew that they had Altered Beast. Rise from your grave. Like every time. Mm. Like you could hear that through through all of the other stuff. So it was cool seeing the video game connections. Uh, what did you think about how they handled the uh, the special powers? Like the the unique attacks. Like the, the Ar- Arcana as they made the up. The Arcana? Yeah. Um. I I liked him. I didn't I didn't necessarily understand what Coles was. I'm gonna get yeah. I was gonna get to that in a bit. Uh, it's interesting that you're that you mentioned that. But um, I I did I did like them. It was interesting the the way that they were manifested. So it wasn't like they had like these special powers all along. They were they were marked by the the quote unquote Mortal Kombat mark as defenders of the of the realm or defenders of the planet or whatever you want to call it. And by by training and unlocking their arcana, they all received like special abilities. And mm-hmm. it, it was it was interesting. It was an interesting way to give 
essentially mortals power where they could actually compete in this tournament where uh, they would have otherwise been grossly outmatched. Mm-hmm. I liked, I liked seeing the powers manifest themselves. I perf- I prefer when there's differentiation between the mortals and the, the people that have either become gods or are otherworldly. Like mm-hmm. I kind of like that Jax and Kano, who we'll definitely have to talk about in a bit. Oh yeah. Was given these powers or had some like got half of his face. Or I don't remember exactly how they got the characters. they got their powers in the game, had half of their face ripped off and then became, uh, you know, got a laser blasting eye. So I, I kind of, and like, you know, Sonya, her powers were these bracelets and they still had the look of bracelets, but it was a special power that manifested itself. So I, I kind of would have preferred if, if they allowed the technology side of things. Uh, Cole's power appeared to be, you know, absorbing hits. Kinetic energy. And like throwing it back at them, which, okay, that's kind of neat. Throughout the movie, they talked about he was kind of a washed up fighter. Oh, you can't mm-hmm. do that anymore and stuff like that. I kind of, it, I guess it, the connection was there sort of, but I would have liked it to be better. Like, I kind of wish that we, that unless other than some of, I don't know, some other plot points they might have put in there, put in there. I kind of wish that we saw him as a fighter that could absorb a lot of hits and that, you know, like his side, his corner was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, just wait, wait, wait. And then throw it back to them back in the MMA days. Like, I kind of wish we saw him show that on a non-power base. If that makes sense. Like that was kind of his thing. And then it turned out to be actually his thing. Cause he gets this like weird, like carapace that grows around him. Right. It's like weird. And like, mm-hmm. it's it like glows when he gets hit. And it's like, eh. And he was like the least interesting character in the whole thing. And he was supposed to be the main character. And I think he actually disappears for a while in the movie. Like when, during some of the training sequences, they kind of step away from him for like a, a long period of time. But Kano, on the other hand, was freaking awesome. So when he when you, Kano, character disappears, is that Kano like, was he, hilarious. Is that like bad writing? Like what, what? What's happening there? Editing, like there's just there's like a fifteen to twenty minute period where he's not there, and like then he comes back. You're like, oh, I don't remember what was going on at the time. It was just kind of it was something I noticed briefly. Like when he came back, I was like, oh yeah, this guy. He well, he gave up and he went to be with his family. And oh, then his yeah. family was attacked, so he his power manifested. He saved them and then came back. Yeah. That's oh, so he had a reason to come back because of his family. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's like, okay, this isn't going to end. Yeah. His family gets attacked, and that's – yeah, you're right. Um, But Kano was pretty much hilarious the whole time. Like every time he spoke, it was funny. Like so uh, the actor uh, Josh Lawson, mm-hmm. A-plus – a plus plus stole the movie. Good guy, bad guy, whatever he is. Supernatural delivery and had perfect comedic timing for a lot of the lines that he delivered. It was mm-hmm. he was he was great. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. It was interesting because they kind of at the beginning he was a bit of a bitch. <laughs> like like he's 
starts start the pretty much starts the movie having had his ass beaten and tied to a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have to pay for that, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh definitely, <laughs> yeah. How much is that? How much does that run these no, days? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and then you know, there's there's definitely some some play on that later where he he changes. Uh, he he becomes a little more fearsome, even though he's definitely the not the not so great student when it comes to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a Mortal Kombat fan in general, you will get a chance to see a bunch of the various characters. Um, Goro, in fact, Sub-Zero, the only Scorpion. the only character from the original game that isn't in the movie is Johnny Cage. Yeah, as a as a we'll say playable character. Correct. Uh, yeah, Sonya Jax, Kano. There's some characters from the later games. There's some hints mm-hmm. of characters you see. Uh, some characters that showed up in much later games. Um, uh, Night Wolf and Kotal Khan and Johnny Cage are kind of show up in background images, which is neat. Uh, some famous levels show up. The pit, the pit stage shows up in a battle, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was kind of neat. Uh, I really, really loved the fighting sequences. You could tell the people that did the fighting sequences knew what they were doing. It that was one of the biggest differences I noticed between this one and the other one that we're going to talk about in in our side B episode was that the choreography for the fight sequences in this movie was far superior to the original Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the guy that plays Scorpion here, is it Hiroyuki Sonata? When I first saw him, I'm like, why do I know that guy? And then it, it occurred to me, for, he's great in general. The actor is really uh-huh. good. He's, he's in Mortal Kombat or, or not, sorry, not Mortal he's in Mortal Kombat, but he's also in, uh, Westworld. I'm oh, sorry, I was looking at scrolling through IMDb and I scrolled too far. Um, as well as he's in Endgame, as well. Really? Hmm. Yeah, he plays uh, Akihiko, which I I'm not sure who that is, but either. he looks from he looks very familiar. Um, also, he's in the Wolverine movie, the as as well as 47 Ronin. So Wolverine, he's in a he's in a Wolverine bunch of stuff. Logan. Yeah the the Wolverine. Yeah. The uh, he's played Shinjin in that, but. He's like a legit uh, Japanese, I believe, actor. And mm-hmm. he's one of those that is a huge star over there. So the fact that he came to be in this movie meant that the the directors and producers really promised him, like, look, we're not we're, – we're taking this seriously. It's not just a stupid video game movie. We're, we want to make money. Um, he kind of put – I think he put his stamp on it. That's when I think some of these other – well-known fighting uh, actors decided to do it, I guess is what I'm getting at. So that's, and I think it showed. And, and I will say that I did like the, the story treatment that they gave this movie. Whereas the, the last movie that we talked about focused on a different character. This, this movie actually focuses on the story of conflict between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. In addition to the overarching the overarching um story of the of the tournament for the world, it it kind of focuses on those two characters and the conflict between them, which was which was great. Mhm. He's he's great. Uh it was it was I is it the best movie I ever saw? No. Is it? No. I was very <laughs> 
I was torn about this, but like it was going to be a weird review. Yet. Not that our reviews are like, you know, we're not getting paid for our reviews or anything like that. I was so excited about this movie for some reason. I honestly was, was excited about yeah, it as like well. I'm, I'm I, I was it. looking forward to it. I wanted so to I was see like, it. So I was trying to view it with a harsher lens because I didn't want to be like, oh, I was just so excited that it, I thought it was good. And I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Like, especially the complete... 180 from the original too and there and there are a lot of people who absolutely hated it and i, I don't yeah. get the hate and yeah. and in fact there's the like, number one there's complaint like guests on this show that are like filmmakers and stuff that are mm-hmm. like don't ask me about mortal Kombat. i'm not going to give you a, the answer you want to hear well what's the problem i don't understand the I, well the number one complaint i've heard is that they say it has no plot i'm like it's fucking mortal Kombat, yeah, man I mean, but, but that's my point that's what I was trying to say earlier is it's Mortal Kombat. Like there's somewhat of a, even if it's just a thin plot, whatever, like you said, the main character goes away, family gets attacked. He has to come back. Is that a great plot? No, it's Mortal Kombat. There's people kicking each other. That's awesome. Like, that's yeah. it. There's amazing, innovative uh, fatalities. There you go. Done. That when you see him, you're like, damn, that's cool. Like I'll tell you, I was not a big Mortal Kombat player. I was more of a street fighter kind of person for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, it's because I had it. That's why, because I had Street Fighter on my Super Nintendo. I did have Mortal Kombat. Um, so, like, I the fact that each of these characters, seventy four, I think, characters in throughout Mortal Kombat, really, and everyone has a backstory. They all intersect. There's all these things, and there's like lore behind that. And it's like, even without being a huge fan of the the game, or like, I not a, I don't dislike the game. It just wasn't something that I had. Mm-hmm. I love looking back at the lore and you're like, Oh, this character historically hates this one. And that one hates that one. And that's like, it's just a lot of stuff that to kind of look through. So I don't see the, the problem with starting off with kind of that kind of bland story and just knowing that all these characters have backstory. What are they going to just pick one of them? No, like it's, it's a, it's a movie based on a fighting game Mm -hmm. and like, that's it. Like that's all you need to know. And you put some comic relief in there, Kano. You put some fatalities in there, some cool action sequences. And it's good. I'm in. Yeah. Question. What's the so, last, I don't know if you know this, the last iteration of the game? Is it 11? I want to say it was 11. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It's been a decade. And it doesn't, and there's more than just one through 11 also, because there was the, there was a, like a side scroller game too. That I that I did not remember until I was reading through it. There's like a there's like Mortal Kombat Legacies or something oh, like no, that. I'm I sorry, I meant like what it. year did the last like do we know? Oh, year? just a just a couple years. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was it was fairly recently. But it was Eleven Mortal just Kombat came out 11, fairly recently. It was recent. Okay, because I was just yeah, wondering yeah. like how like it was. I haven't played Mortal Kombat in whatever decade you know plus. Other than when you fight uh like hobos. In the back lot of a warehouse. <laughs> well, that's how I learned all my moves was from Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Haruken, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, I get my ass kicked all the time, but that's fine. It's fine. It's all. It's back, all. back, forward. Back, back, Omar's, forward. Omar's fighting behind a Costco it's and he it. tries to like pull someone's spine out and it doesn't work. And he's like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in good fun. You know, it's fine. You know, we, we get running frantically, throwing shopping carts at people to try to slow them down. <laughs> Like, like the like the guy from Spaceballs trying to do the Vulcan neck. Pitch. Oh, that's so funny! Yes, 
Shit. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what, that doesn't work? What, really? No, no, stupid. You're much too low on the neck. It's up it's here. here. And then he falls over. <laughs> yeah. So I think that uh, takes us out of Mortal Kombat. If you have uh, HBO Max, watch it in the next couple weeks because it will go away. If not, go to the theater. Give those people your money. Get some popcorn. Get some Junior Mints. They're very refreshing. They really are. Uh, yeah. And uh, do that. Enjoy yourself. Uh, next week. We recommend it. Next week. Uh, Monday. We are going to be talking about Mortal Kombat. We are going to be talking about Mortal Kombat, and I think our review may be a little bit less glowing. Yeah. Uh, and we will also do our Give Me Five question of the week, which we haven't yet decided yet. We haven't yet decided yet. Please allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> uh, we haven't yet decided, but we will before we talk about it. So that's going to be a thing. Uh, and, guys, you can how about us. How about you just tell us your top five favorite fighting characters. Ooh. That is definitely not one that we've done That's before. That's pretty good. Top oh. five favorite. Greg doesn't look sold on it, though. No, uh, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking if it's too much. As mentioned, there's 74 damn characters in Mortal Kombat, and that's not counting the Street Fighter games. Or Killer Instinct. Or, or Super Smash Brothers. Well, yeah, because Rob, Dude. your your question is just just general, right? Any characters? Mm-hmm. Scorpion would beat the hell out of Mario. Yeah, he was. But does that does that include get the... over here? <laughs> Reptile, Reptile. Does, does first. that Yoshi? Is that like, a fighting character? Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Boom. <laughs> Glass Joe. I know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something <laughs> out. Uh, we'll put it. We'll put it to the patrons. We can let them decide. Uh, so if they want to know what our what our question actually is, Greg, how can they how can they find out ahead of everyone else? By being a patron. Uh <gasps> patreon.com slash give me five podcast and we talk about it in the chat room. The we Discord do. chat room. Uh and we let we people talk about uh, stuff in the chat room. Yeah. And we let people find out what the question's gonna be. Uh if you want to contact us, however, you can uh, find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. Uh, we are fairly active on Twitter now. I've taken over the Twitter account, and I am making with the tweeting. Uh, I Just the other day, I'm very proud to say that I got a, a former member of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 cast to, uh, retweet. to, to, retweet, to, respond. to respond. All it took, it was uh, a – let me see if I can find it here. Uh, Bill Corbett, who played Crow uh, in the 90s. Oh, cool. He – he was uh, talking about how his how his chihuahua keeps him safe, and I, I was able to send a chihuahua meme to him. That's my my one personal victory. I'm done now. Never again. Excellent. But now we are pretty active now on on Twitter and Instagram. That's Give Me Five Pod. You can search us there. You can email us Give Me Five Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and uh, you know nothing else. You don't want to spend money. You don't want to do whatever. Just take a moment. Open up your podcast software, your app, and leave us a review. And that helps a lot. Well, yeah, if you're like, had... go ahead. Good. I was going to say, if you, you, know, you have a friend, you're like, you know what? My friend has little to no taste whatsoever. <laughs> they, would, they would enjoy this podcast. <laughs> like, they don't know if you're what's all like, good. <laughs> yeah. They should also be listening to this podcast. You know, tell them. 
They should. It. Yeah. I mean, you're like, I have terrible taste, and this person's my friend. They probably have terrible taste, go. too. You should tell them. Yeah, ergo. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, do that, and that helps us out quite a bit. Um, also, if you're like, man, I, as I've said before, I love these people so much. I want to wear them on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to spread. I want to spread a thin layer of them on my chest. My you can see it. Yes, between yes, between my between my arms and under my chin. Uh, you can go to th- uh, give me five podcast.threadless.com. We've got shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got long sleeve, short sleeve. We've got cell phone cases. All sorts of fun stuff in a variety of different designs. And I will be working on some new ones as soon as I find the time. So check that out. And thank all of you guys for listening. I will say don't wear the shirt to any large outdoor events because everyone tries to high five you. They do. <laughs> they really I thought do. When you said large outdoor events, I thought that was a fat joke. No, no, okay. no, no. Don't wear it to any large outdoor events. As Greg found out when he wore it to Halloween. Horror Nights. <laughs> Everyone's giving you. Pain. And he was like, Oh God, I made a mistake. Cause Greg and this was pre COVID. And I'm a germaphobe. No, the worst one was when I wore it to the, the concert with two main stages and the two main stages were about a, you know, several hundred yard walk between the Jacksonville stadium underneath an overpass to like a field. And every time I had to walk between the bands, every I was walking into the crowd and they, everyone would high five me. I'm like, son of a bitch. Was that the year of the Foo Fighters? <laughs> it was the Foo Fighters actually. Nice. With like Black Sabbath. Yeah, Foo Fighters and Avenged Sevenfold yeah. and Billy, I- Billy Idol, Ozzy Osbourne. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Was, it, was, uh... it was fun. Except for the uh, high five. Was um was Tool there? I want to say was Maynard there. Uh, Perfect Circle was, was there. That's why. Okay, there it is. Yeah. No, wait. No, Caduceus Wine was there. That's oh, that's was. right. It was the wine. the wine. I remember the. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I almost drove so. up for that, like last minute, and yes, she just did. didn't text me back in time. You could have. You could have. Been, actually, I would have just given you my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, closing out here. What else do you guys have to say? We, I think anything? we've pretty much covered it. Okay. Well, then, bye. Works for me. Good night. Later. Mortal Kombat! <laughs>